Welcome in. I'm Rachel Barbeau. I'm your college football playoff insider. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the week that you have all been waiting for. And we know the results now. We know the top four teams. And I eagerly await my talk with Rob Mullins, the chairperson of the committee, the selection committee, to talk about what the conversations were like inside that room. I understand it was very intense. I understand that it uh, that it went until late into the night last night and started again this morning. Uh, my job, as always, as your college football playoff insider, is to give you the most intel, the most insight as to how this process works so that you can go back to your groups, your tailgates, your church groups, your friends, your business, uh, your fantasy football, whatever that may be, and say, this is actually what I learned, this is how it works. And it has been a long, beautiful, wonderful, amazing season. And now we have the postseason to go. And now we know who's going to be going where and what that postseason is going to look like. So we will, we will be visiting with Rob Mullins. Here he is right now. Rob, I have to say this, okay? Um, I'm tired. And if, <laughs> I'm t- <laughs> if I'm tired, I have no voice. I was uh, working the SEC championship, just a heck of a game. If I'm tired, I think we probably speak for all the football fans out there that it, it was amazing, wonderful uh, season. And, and we arrived at the end of it at the beginning of the most glorious time of year, and that's the postseason. No, it was a, it was a, another outstanding season. Um, you know, college football brings so much each and every year, uh, and an outstanding final weekend uh, to you know the regular season. So yeah, we're all a little sleep deprived, but that's okay. There was a lot of excitement that led us to this. Um, yeah, absolutely. We're probably all still riding on a little adrenaline. We are that we are, my friend. All right, let's get right to these questions. Talk to me, Rob. I'm going to hit you with a a hard one here because this is something that has been discussed uh, and been asked to me a lot, uh, especially since last night. And is what is the committee's definition of the best four teams in the country? Well, you know, that's probably a little bit in the eye of the beholder, right? And And I think that's the beauty of this setup. You've got 13 football experts who care deeply about the sport, who are passionate about it, who understand the importance of the role. Um, so again, there's, as we've talked about each week, you know, we have a lot of things at our disposal. We get to watch all the games. We have a lot of data. Um, so it probably, you know, may vary a little bit by person. Um, but you know, it's, it's all of that mixed into one. Um, and then, you know, again, we have our protocol that we can, we can fall back on as well to help us, uh, sort between teams that are really close. So you all did watch the games together for the first time. America's dying to know, as am I. Help us, what were some of the discussions that were I lost you a little bit there, but some of the discussions, you know, we watch the games like fans would. You know, there's there's lots of oon and on. We have multiple games on. So, you know, we're checking out a lot of games. There's a lot of sidebar conversations. But when big things are happening, we all kind of lock in on the, on the one game. Um, I think my favorite takeaway is, uh, I had a chance to sit with Hall of Famer Ronnie Lott, and uh, there's no such thing as a good uh, pass interference call on the defense in his mind. <laughs> wow, wow. And, and listen, I think America, they they want to know that. They want to know who you sat next to, what you talked about, what were the discussions. Were there any particular discussions that you remember during the SEC championship? Because my, oh my, Florida 
at least for a couple of quarters, stood toe to toe with the number one team in the country. Yeah, no, we, I mean, we, when you're watching that, that Georgia Alabama game, you know, the intensity really comes through the TV, you know, we're not there, but we're in a room watching it. We were so impressed uh, by both teams and how hard they were playing and all the plays that were being made for sure. Um, And it's fun to have, you know, coaches in the room too, just to, you know, to talk strategy and uh, learn, you know, from their experiences and hear them relay, you know, how things went in their career. Rob Mullins, what was the most intense argument or debate this final ranking session? Well, hands down, the debate about who should be the fourth team in the playoff. Okay. Uh, we spent considerable time well into the morning hours. Uh, we came back after the champ games. We're back in the committee room about 11 p.m., a little before 11 p.m., went till after 1.30 a.m. and spent – the majority of that time talking about four, five, and six, debating Oklahoma, Georgia, and Ohio State for that last position. Rob, particularly when you're talking about um, Oklahoma over UGA, uh, because there was an argument to be made in some people's minds that UGA was one of the top four teams in the country. Talk to me about how that debate and that discussion went. Well, let me say this first. In the room, um, it was intense. And um, there was at least one committee member, oftentimes more than one, representing all different scenarios. There were some that felt Georgia was unequivocally the fourth best. There were some that felt, you know, Oklahoma was and even some that felt Ohio State was. So, you know, there we were we put those three resumes on the board. We're looking at every game. We're breaking it down with a fine tooth comb and, uh, you know, trying to make that decision. What ultimately happened is as a committee, you know, there was a vote and the decision was that. Not, none of those were unequivocally better than the others. So when that happens, the protocol is very clear. And that is, you know, we go to the protocol, which says conference championships, head-to-head matchups, strength of schedule, and results against common opponents. And so that's where the discussion led. Um, and there was plenty of debate around just that to determine that Oklahoma was four, Georgia was five, and Ohio State was six. And, and Rob, I think it's important, having done this with you all season long since we started this process of rankings, and you being the selection chair, I think it's important to say it once again, if someone's watching for the first time, that just because conference championships is at the top of the, that protocol, it doesn't mean that it carries more weight than anything else. No, those are on our protocol sheet. It is listed. It is the first bullet point, but those are not weighted. They are not in priority order. Um, again, where when teams are comparable at the margins, we go to those four and look at each of those categories. All right, Rob, do you look at like segments of a football team? Do you say like, was there talk this season long, like Alabama's offense is so good. For a while there, there was talk about Oklahoma's defense not being able to stop anybody. But Oklahoma's defense had a better outing this past weekend than they've had uh, in previous weeks. Was there discussion particularly about their defense, Oklahoma's? Oh, absolutely. And there was discussion about all phases of every team that we were debating. That's what kind of third debate there is. That's, you know, again, there's differing opinions and you're bringing all those things to the forefront. So yeah, we sure, we we, we were aware that Oklahoma's defense uh, in their final regular season game scored two defensive touchdowns. We were aware yesterday on the key play uh, that they were able to get a safety. Um, so sure, that's part, of the, that's part of the discussion and debate. In regards to the SEC championship last night, was uh, Tua the starting quarterback for Alabama? Was his injury discussed at all? No, I mean, we're aware of it. We watched it. Uh, we all were impressed with Jalen Hurts' ability to come in and lead his team to an SEC championship. Um, but today, as or, or last night and then this morning, as we ranked the teams, that was not part of our discussion and debate. 
aside from the ranking process, man, as a human being and a sports fan, that was a beautiful thing to watch, that redemption for a young man that had been through so much. Yeah, obviously he he handled it with class. Um, and then the rewards for him were, were pretty unique. He is Rob Mullins. He's the chairperson of the selection committee. I have a question to ask you, Rob. This is a hard-hitting one. Would you do this again? Uh, because you do. You you have to speak for your committee members, right? You you have to do conference calls. You do an ESPN interview. You do this with me every week. Um, would you do this again? And what did you learn the most about yourself and about this process this year? Well, absolutely. I love working uh, with this 13 group of, of, of individuals who are just outstanding people. I love working with the CFP staff. You know, we've got real pros uh, there as well. So it's a fun task. You know, it, it's an intense six weeks. There's no doubt about that. But I would certainly do it again. And uh, I think, you know, anytime you engage in something of this level with this intensity and this much attention on it, you build a bond with people. Um, and you know, it, it's it's fun to be able to lean on people, for us to be able to trust one another, to get in a room with our diverse experiences and our diverse backgrounds and opinions and really feel comfortable enough to hash it out, to really, really get after it um, and just kind of be candid um, and, and have at it so that we get to the best results. And in the end, we may not always all agree, but we all owe it to the sport to speak our mind, to share our thoughts and experiences so that we get to the best result. One last question. A lot of people are asking me even now about the recusal process, how that worked this season, uh, particularly this past weekend with some of the teams that you were discussing and ranking. Sure. I mean, integrity is at the, uh, you know, as a pillar of this committee, obviously, and we all have our specific recusals this weekend specifically because Ohio state and Oklahoma were, you know, and the majority of the bait, uh, then uh, Gene Smith, the athletic director at Ohio State, Joe Castiglione, the athletic director at Oklahoma, and Frank Beamer, whose son Shane is an assistant coach at Oklahoma, were out of the room for all of that debate that we were talking about. Wow. And that's a look into, that's why we do this every single week. It's a look into behind the scenes and pulling back the curtain of how it works so that you can go back to your peer group, your family, your sports group, and you can say, this is exactly how it works in that room. Rob, I want to say thank you for every single week we've got a chance to do this. I've learned so much. It's an honor for me uh, as well to have this uh, this position and be able to learn from you and those committee members inside that room. Well, I've, I've loved it. I appreciate all of your special attention to the, what the CFP does and all your support and uh, go have some hot tea and get some rest. Uh, believe me, I will. I wore my, I wore my CFP hat. My football is my uh, my love language today. Uh, at the end of the season, just winding it down. I'm going to get that hot tea, but I do want to tell everybody, go and get the CFP playoff app and you can register there for a pair of tickets to the national championship and you can get stuff like this as well. And we will see you out in California in those semifinal stops beforehand. For Rob Mullins, I'm Rachel Barbeau. Have a great postseason.